All right, this is the Monday, April 19th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. It's time to kick off another week, and there's a lot to get through, so settle in, and we promise, as always, to get you in and out in under 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome, welcome, boys and girls. It's the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app alongside Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortenball. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. Time to get down to business. Tyler, Denver, Memphis, the Nuggets laying seven and a half total of 226. This was the first thing you had in the email. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I'm going to attack a player prop here. Joe Michael Porter Jr. to go for a double double plus 165 is the price. MPJ has your boy, man. He's your boy. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. I only played like 13 minutes there. Um, but yeah, you see, you see why Tiger fans were so excited for MPJ to be a perhaps generational recruit to the basketball program because now in the NBA, he's blossoming into a star, especially without Jamal Murray. The Nuggets will need it. I think he gets a double-double tonight against Memphis, which would be his eighth in his last 12 games if he pulls it off. The reasons why... Not only does he get a small rebounding boost with Jamal Murray off the court, we know Murray's done for the year with an injury, but Memphis will be without their big beast, Jonas Valanciunas in the middle. He's out. Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Justice Winslow, and DeAndre Melton are all questionable as well. So that's four other bodies that could be removed from the rotation for the Memphis Grizzlies. If they're shorthanded, guys will be tired, and MPJ with his length and his bounce, and now Michael Malone giving him 30, 35 minutes a night. I think he gets that double-double, and you know I love a price of 165 on the return if I invest $100 there. So MPJ double-double is where I like to start in the NBA with my player props tonight. Absolutely. I like it. And a reminder for those of you out there, if you're looking for even more when it comes to the NBA and beyond, Tyler and I will be hosting Bet today at 1 p.m. Eastern. Ten, wait, that can't be right. 4 p.m. Eastern. My God, I've been living out here how many months now, and I still <laughs> can't get the time zones right. 4 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Pacific, you can catch it on ESPN Plus, as well as ESPN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter channels on YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash ESPN Sports Betting. Philadelphia, lane nine, total of 224 and a half, 225, depending on where you shop. They're taking on the Golden State Warriors tonight. I'm going to play the over here. Since Steph Curry's been back, he's been with the club eight straight games. In those games, the Warriors and their opponents are averaging 231 points per game. 228 or more have been scored in five of those eight games. So the scoring is back for Golden State. The defense is still a big question mark. The team flies up and down the court, as you know. With Steph on the court, the pace has been frenetic, second in the NBA. I don't know how Golden State plans on slowing down Philadelphia's offense. I think Joel Embiid and the Sixers are going to have their way from a scoring perspective. I think on the other side of the court, it's going to be the Warriors racing up and down bombing threes, trying to keep it close. 224 and a half, 225 seems a little bit low. I will play the over. I see Philadelphia scoring at will, but I don't want to lay the nine because the back door is wide open and the Warriors have been frisky as of late. Game number two, we've both got some action here. Marquee game of the night, Milwaukee laying two and a half, total of 233 and a half. They're taking on the Phoenix Suns, who you, my friend, said before the season started to keep an eye on. And now they're the number two seed in the Western Conference. What do you like here tonight? Well, I attribute that to the Chris Paul effect, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh. And Chris Paul is where I want to focus here um, on my player prop. His assist total is sitting at eight and a half. And I'd play over that. And again, if you want to get an even juicier return, a Chris Paul double-double is plus 180. Paul has 
nine or more assists in eight of his last 10 games. He's averaging almost right on the number of eight and a half, a little bit over 8.7 assists per game this season. Milwaukee, though, is third in the NBA in pace. So they're going to drive more possessions into this game than Phoenix is used to. We know Phoenix plays at a slow pace, but this is a game in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee likes to get up and down the floor. So Phoenix will have a few more extra possessions for Paul to rack up some stats like some dimes. And if you've noticed Chris Paul over the years, especially at the latter part of his career, he's kind of a big game hunter now. He usually rises to the occasion and plays his best basketball against the best competition. And this is somewhat of an NBA Finals preview. Milwaukee could get there, and we know the Suns, how good they are out west. And Paul, at this point in his uh, season, is well-rested. He hasn't missed much time lately, but Monty Williams has played him 30 minutes or less in each of the last five games. So if he is needed in a close, tight game where Phoenix wants to win to extend to 32, 33, 34 minutes, he should be able to do that. More minutes, more possessions, more dimes. Minus 110 for eight and a half assists, but if you think the double-double is there, that's also plus 180 as well. Breaks my heart to do this because Phoenix has been very good to me this year, mostly because of you. You tipped me off before the season started. I've ridden them quite a bit, and I've been fortunate enough to be on the right side a lot. I'm going to play Milwaukee tonight. I'm going to lay the two and a half. I feel the price is cheap. That was the first thing that stood out to me. I think it's cheap because as great as the Suns have been, the defense has been struggling as of late. That's what stands out to me. Uh, They've given up 110 or more points in eight of their last 11 games. Now, overall on the season, whether it's home or road, they're a top five team offensive and defensively home or road. Right. But when they go on the road earlier in the year, they were a juggernaut on the road and they cover a lot of spreads on the road. But their ratings have dipped as of late. A lot of it has to do with the defense that we've seen. They've been giving up a lot more points. More overs have been cashing, not playing the over here because they see money coming in on the under. This thing was around two thirty four and a half and it's been coming down. These two got together back on February 10th. Phoenix won the game by a point. They shot 53 percent from the field and 48 percent from deep. So I look at that, I see a great win for the Suns at home by a razor-thin margin on a great shooting night. I'm not necessarily sure that's going to happen again. I think I'm getting a cheap price with the Bucks, laying two and a half. I'm going to take a shot here with Milwaukee against the Suns defense that hasn't been as stout the last couple of weeks. All right, not just basketball today. Let's go to the baseball diamond. Musgrove versus Woodruff, Milwaukee versus San Diego. No way you're fading the Padres here, right? No, not fading the Padres. I'm going to take them on the run line. Again, you know I love plus value, so plus 145 on that price. The Padres, of course, have to win by two runs for you to cash that ticket. Uh, Brewers have been good this year, especially pitching, and Brandon Woodruff is one of those guys along with Corbin Burns. has been great. However, the Brewers lineup concerns me. Christian Yelich with a back injury is on the IL. He is out. So now Joe Musgrove, of course, has a no-hitter this season, a 0.47 ERA, a 0.47 whip, and 24 Ks and 19 innings pitch is going to be attacking a compromised lineup at home. Woodruff, again, has been good this season, but is Two of his three starts have come against a Cubs lineup that is just woeful offensively right now and is struggling against everyone. When he opened the season against the Twins, they roughed him up a little bit. The Padres, of course, have one of the better lineups in the National League with Fernando Tatis back. And I think they're going to be primed after that tremendous series against the L.A. Dodgers where they uh, were able to squeak out a win on Sunday to avoid being swept. But all three games were playoff atmosphere. I think that juice and that momentum is still being felt in that clubhouse, and they want to ride that momentum from the Sunday win into this matchup with the Brewers. Again, a team compromised without their best offensive weapon in Christian Yelich. So I'll take the Padres' run line plus 145 against the Brewers tonight. 
I'm glad you mentioned that. That series was awesome this weekend. San Diego comes up on the wrong end. Like you said, they dropped two of three, but whatever. Awesome series. It's going to be great to watch those two in the NL West all year. Dodgers 13 and three. They're on pace to win over 130 games this season right now. It's absolutely incredible. I'm going to close it out with some NFL draft action. We're 10 days away. I found something I think it's worth keeping your eye on, especially since there's been a line move. At DraftKings, there's a prop, uh, actually a series of props, which will list teams, and then it'll give you odds on which position they draft with their first pick. I want you to look at Cincinnati. They have the fifth overall pick. Now, last week, and here's a, a, a warning in advance, get out your steel-toed boots because I'm going to drop some names. I was talking to Stephen A. Smith, and I told him I like the Bengals at number five overall to draft an offensive lineman first. It was plus 150, which meant a $100 wager returns 150 on your investment. Now, that price no longer exists. It's down to plus 120. So the word is out. But I want you to focus on this. You can play the Bengals to draft an offensive lineman first at plus 120. You can also play them to draft a wide receiver first at plus 120. And I don't think there's a shot in hell you lose money on that. One of the bets loses, the other wins, and you end up getting plus 120. So you're going to turn a profit. Here's why I think that's going to be the case. I am convinced it's going to be an offensive lineman, right? Joe Burrow, you spent a number one overall pick on him last year. He gave up the fifth most sacks in the NFL. You got the poor kid killed back there and he blew out his knee. You have to protect him. You're drafting fifth. You know at least three quarterbacks are going before you and possibly Kyle Pitts, Ford, Atlanta, or whoever trades up. That means Oregon's Penne Sewell and Northwestern's Rashawn Slater, two awesome offensive tackles, will be available. It's the smart pick. Don't do what Indianapolis did and hang Andrew Luck out to dry. Get him banged up and force him into retirement early. Protect Joe Burrow. But there are whispers that the Bengals like the idea of reuniting Joe Burrow with wide receiver Jamar Chase, who we played with two years ago when the team won a national title. Chase sat out the season. He opted out last year. He's widely regarded by many as the top wide receiver in this year's draft class. So it's either going to be an offensive lineman or Chase. I don't see another avenue for this team to go. You play plus 120, meaning a $100 wager on the offensive lineman, a $100 wager on wide receiver. You're going to lose 100 on one, but you win 120 on the other, and boom, you're up 20 bucks. It seems like free money to me. Again, I think it's an offensive lineman, but if you want to pretty much give yourself a sure thing, play both at plus 120. That is a wrap for today. Under 10 minutes is promised. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. We really do appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Thank you all for the support, as this podcast is just a few weeks in the making, and we've been having a lot of fun doing it, especially hearing from you guys. Any tweaks that you could recommend, we're happy to hear them. We're happy to implement them in the show. It helps us out tremendously. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Best of luck tonight.